When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Is our intro going to be... We have to keep singing it in different You're listening to Bandwagons. Welcome back to Bandwagons. Um, thanks so much for joining us here. We're happy to have you. How are you, Breach? I'm good. I keep yawning. I'm tired, but but it's uh, it's fine. It just means I'm I've been up all day without a nap, and I can do another hour. Um, did you have a nice weekend? I did. I went to a match. Um, they win. They didn't, but he played so oh, well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was so close. It was very close. Um, but it just it was in the piss and the rain as well so like I don't know how it was like an ice rink they were all slipping and sliding all over the place Christ but he scored God. Mark scored a goal and uh, only one other person did for the whole time so I think he's the best yeah that sounds about right I know nothing about sports that sounds correct to me no I'm big into it now but it's over for the year pretty bad how was your weekend then. yeah I know how was my weekend Um, I fell down the stairs Saturday night and ripped both heels out of my boots and my asshole fully <laughs> took a chunk out of my ass cheek yeah it's gone what I was leaving I was like okay bye and like you know when you kind of fall but you like fall p- purely vertically yeah but it was like it was like like going down the stairs my ass looks like I sent a photo into the girls group chat and my friend was like there I she was like what the fuck happened just my friend Megan and I was like I fell down the stairs like and she was like uh she was like, your ass fully looks like a piece of cheesecake. Like, it's so bruised. I'll send it to you after. A it's piece of cheesecake? Good. Yeah. It's, but it is black and beige. Like, it is the special on the menu. Berry what heels were you wearing? I had these, you know, my white, like, kind of go-go boots. Mm. I got them secondhand. And the heels were not in great shape. But also, there had been a drink taken on this particular evening. We were going to taxi. It was very late at night. I hope they weren't your show boots. No, Jesus, they weren't my... Do you think they were leaving the house before the show? They they emailed me about um, my show outfit, actually, there. So got that confirmed. Stunning. They were like, they were like, do you want shorts or do you want like a regular length? I was like, you tell me. Bitch. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I was like, yeah, whatever. You think. I was like, I was shorts. like, shorts. Oh, well, yeah, no, I'd said shorts because I was like, the boots are so long and I'm so short. But anyway, we'll we'll see. Oh my god! What are you sorry, there um, while we're trying to work. Sorry, um, we're at work at the office. No, I was checking. I was checking. I thought she'd email me back, but she hadn't. Um. So the, yeah, that's that was my weekend. Finished season one of Succession Sunday. It was incredibly stressful. Continued watching Kin. We'll probably see it out because we're three episodes in, but like it's still very fucking slow. Oh, I thought you were mad into it. Are you not anymore? 
The first episode was very good. I thought last week was slow, but I was like, okay, fair enough. Like they're set, they're setting it up. Mm. And then I still felt like even the last episode, I was like, mm, mm. and I just care. Karen Hines, I can't take him seriously. Like he's just like, I don't know. Like he's fucking, I don't know how to describe it. Like his mouth is so distracting. It's like, I can't stop looking at it. You know, that kind of way. I just don't believe it. Like I don't yeah. believe her. He's a gangster. Like, yeah. Um, what did I do on Friday? I did... Oh yeah, I was sure we were recording Saturday and then Friday I was uh, doing fuck all, picking my hole, watching Draggers UK, um, playing Switch. Hmm. Tell you what I wasn't watching, Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, because we hate that show. <laughs> well, okay, sorry. No, we don't, no, I, we don't. I don't hate it, but I, I, was, I was always an X-Factor person in my house. Hmm. X-Factor appealed to me more because I, I am a bit of an elusive chanteuse myself. I have been known to deliver a vocal. Yeah. Um, I can confirm. Concur. Yeah. I concur. Um, but, it, but it was just, I don't know, like there is, there was something about that show. I remember watching Strictly and being like, like this is an old show, you know, like this is, this is not for me yet. And then I was like, maybe I'll age and I'll get into it. Yeah. Um, and I kind of haven't. Like last year, I thought the lineup was really strong, or like uh, strong for me, like a, a lineup that I would be willing to engage with. And I was like, <laughs> "That's good." Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, um, uh, "Covid, you know, like we're all we have to stay fucking indoors, like perfect storm, whatever." Blah blah blah. This is the year I'll watch it, and then I just didn't. I forgot. Like there's eight hundred other things to watch. Like it was, I don't know. Yeah, I do get the appeal. I do like knowing who wins. I like seeing like the little highlights or whatever. I love the fucking drama around it. Because I, th- I like, I think there's a misconception that it's a really squeaky clean reality show and it's just not. Like they're all shagging all mm. the time. Yeah. Half of them aren't getting their fucking vaccines this year. Like it's, why didn't you get into it? Did you ever watch? I'm just not a big BBC head. I think that's literally- corporations. I just the BBC channel was way too far down in the sky TV guide that we just never hit it. You know, we always found something before. I think it was like one four one or something. We always mm. hit something before you got that low down. I just never. You know, some people are like bad into BBC. They, they watch the the one <laughs> show and like what's that like? I was going to say Sunday Blind brunch. That's a whole other like that's Virgil a, yeah. or Virgil Vigil. Yeah, no, actually, that's not fair because I do watch, I do love a BBC drama. That, yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. But you just mean sorry. Like, I just mean on a Saturday night, like, like primetime television, I would never go. Let's see what BBC have on. Never. Yeah. But I was bet I was bet into the Irish uh, versions for the first two years. Really? Yeah, bet into it. Now I will say with the Irish one, the lineups were always like slightly better than I ever thought. You know what I mean? They always they'd always have like a mad wild card where it's like, here's a viral priest. Here is like they got you one day like straight out of fucking Love Island. That was a game. Of course they did. I know, but like when when you know like You say that you like she's the Pope like, or something. No, but like She peaked in Love yo, Island. Yeah, well I know, but like these kind of fucking RT reality shows, like you never know. You know what I mean? It's always about like mm. Um. Yeah, I never watched the Irish one. I really liked it. I liked it because it was so Irish. I just think, yeah, I just don't know. I'm just not into like. I was gonna say British reality TV. That's so much bullshit. I've just viewed. I just don't. I've never gotten into Strictly. You, I know you, I, that was bullshit. I love. You put on your headphones. You sit down and you go. You eat your little palm bears mm, before <laughs> you are on your mic. Palm and bears. you and you in your head you you just go. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell lies. I'm gonna tell so many lies. Minutes. I'm gonna I tell know. lies for sixty minutes, and people are gonna eat it up. No, I'm gonna serve them straight lying cunt. I like, and they're gonna love I it. I like trashy British reality shows. This, Strictly like you too said, for us, that's I think. what I think. Yeah, I don't like Dancing on Ice. I don't really like. Not that I don't like it. I've never just. I've never seen the appeal of them. For me personally, I, see, I did like Dancing on Ice then, so I actually don't really get what's wrong with me. Like I was bad into Dancing on Ice for a while. Maybe it's just that I was more. Like maybe I was hornier for ITV or Ice. Yeah. Or ice, yeah. <laughs> um, I, well, I suppose, not that there's not a threat of danger with Strictly with the dancing, but like, on a ice. Threat of danger. Could, do you know what I mean? Anything could fucking happen. People are falling all the time and getting mad injured. Oh, you must have loved the jump then, did you? I actually never watched the jump. <laughs> oh, yeah, then it's not the danger you're into. We should go back and watch the jump for our Patreon. No um, way. So anyway, yeah, for anyone who's totally unfamiliar, Strictly Come Dancing is like the original of its species, isn't it? It was uh, like a, 
a dance contest, obviously, in which celebrities the, are yeah. paired with professional dancers. They learn yeah. to dance. Best person wins a glitter ball trophy, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. They sold the format. Let me bring it up here. 60 oh other countries. Yeah. And it's uh, Dancing with the Stars in all the other countries. Um, it's the most sex- successful reality TV television <laughs> format. Sexy. <laughs> it's the world's, well, it's full of sex as well. Um, world's most it successful so reality television show. format. Hosted yeah. by Tess Daly and Claudia Winkleman was previously hosted by Bruce Forsyth. It's been on since 2004, like. Yeah. Do you know what I saw a mad thing on the Wikipedia earlier? Let me scroll, scroll, scroll because it's a massive Wikipedia page. Um, an example of Strictly Come Dancing's popularity is that after episodes, electricity use in the United Kingdom rises significantly as viewers who have waited for the show to end begin boiling water for tea. So like the show is too good that people don't want to get up and make a cup of tea. So that is the one thing I hate about the BBC as well. No fucking breaks. Give me a break. Give me a literal break. I'm not messing. Like I fucking hate. Like give me a fuck. Give me a break. Like, um, or if you're watching on your own time, I know you can record. I know we're in the world of on-demand television, but you know what? I say, let me make my fucking tea. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I just, I, I, I remain fascinated by it as a format, though, because, like, it kind of. I think I don't know if it's as true now, but I th- think definitely. At its like peak, peak, peak. I'm not sure it's like on the downhill. I don't think it is. Like even the viewings, the ratings for this series are still like mega fucking high. And I think the interest is still there. I think it's kind of like not flatlining. I don't know what the word is. Like it's still high, but it's, and it's maintaining that height, but it's not getting higher. No, like it already, no, yeah, but it already peaked. It's a, you know, it's flatlining. No, what's the word? It's, it's a, what's the word? Maintaining? No, what's the word? It's a uh, pla- pla- uh, plateauing. 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 That's the word. Yeah, I, th- I th- do think it's plateauing in the sense of purely from a celebrity perspective. I found it so interesting that in comparison to some of the other, if you're to compare to like, I don't think it's fair to compare to X Factor because obviously the people entering that aren't celebrities or like weren't initially. But if you were to compare it to something like Big Brother and I'm a celeb. Now, I think they all went through a phase where, like, if you did one of those shows, it could totally fucking relaunch your career, like, in a big way. Like, you'd be yeah. more famous than, like, prior. You know what I mean? And, like, the Emily fame Ajax. maintained. Yeah. I think with Strictly, you had the likes of, like, you know, like, Alicia Dixon. Alicia Dixon, like, was able to do her fucking solo career off the back of that. And then, obviously, it was, like, a judge on the show for a while, which we'll talk about that later on with our guest. I actually kind of forgot about that, but whatever. She fully kind of skyrocketed off that. You the likes of like, I don't know, Harry Judd. I remember he was like a tabloid, not necessarily a tabloid staple in like the weird sense, but like people fucking loved him when he won and people were just mad. Like he was like, I remember when he did it, it was like, oh my God, there's a McFly boy doing Strictly. What? He'll never do well, whatever. And he was kind of the least famous one out. I know, but I suppose he was the least famous out of those four. So like from a fame perspective, it was... Yeah. It was interesting from that way, you know? Yeah. I don't think that's the case now. I, Alexandra Burke did it a few years ago, didn't she? And I think that was like, I think not necessarily that it made her more famous. Because in fairness, I think I think she's maintained her fame, but in terms of like exposure or whatever, obviously she's not as exposed. But she went through a really bad period with like, or no, sorry, it was actually the reverse happened. Remember she was on Strictly and she was like, Hit, mad hit with all these claims of her being a fucking diva and like a dickhead and stuff yeah. and the public like fully turned against her and she had to come out and be like what what the fuck like I'm on a show I want to win like it, like yeah sorry someone in, that just reminded me someone in work or the girls in work today were talking about the time Alexandra Burke was on this morning and she'd like released a song called Elephant in the Room and she was like it's this mad phrase I heard in America I've never heard it before I want to bring it over overseas I want to bring it I'm trying to bring it to the UK and then she explained what the term elephant in the room means and no like, we need to were, we need, the presenters were we just need like, to do Alexandra Burke on the we actually do yeah she'd be good that'd be such a funny clip Um. yeah like the thing was it was like Alexandra was an incredible dancer and people just fucking hated her and like there was like BBC radio presenters going in on her and or like there must have been some truth to it then do you think 
how do you mean? No, like, I don't think so. Like, if I they think were saying it, she was a diva and all, maybe she was a bit of a diva. No, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I yeah, but I think if you look at like, they are always words that are thrown around about like black and mixed race contestants. More yeah, than that's anything. that's the other side of it as well. It could just be like totally a racist thing. Um, like. I don't know. I remember you see it all the time and you see these kind of narratives come up with um, these contestants. But it was like kind of it was just sad because it was like she was really good from what I knew. And even reading up on it now, like she was good. Um, Hang on, I have a thing of her now where she said it was a tough time. But to not succeed then and to have to fucking deal with this like because in in another way, yeah, like it's such a bitchy show. You know, yeah. like it's, I think, and it's, I think, I don't know, is it the fan base? Cause they're like so into it and they're like, I don't know, just very precious about it and what they think it, the show represents and stuff. Yeah. Um, she had been paired with, uh, Gorka Marquez on the, it, that was in 2017. So it was the 15th series. They made it to the final. Um, it was Joe McFadden and Katia Jones won that year. I don't know who they are. Um, she broke a strictly record that year, scoring the most 10s in the history of the show with 32 in total throughout the series. Alexandra did? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, she, she must be class. She gave high praise to the BBC um, and explained how the competition occurred at an emotional time in her life. Um, yeah, but sorry, this is the thing as well. I'm really sorry that it's taken me this long to say it. Like, her mom died during it. Like, it was. Jesus. She, obviously I've spoken quite openly about my time on Strictly and going through a tough time of losing my mom and going through that but you know I could escape for those two minutes on that dance floor and just lose my soul and dance and it'd be therapeutic for me um, she compared it to when she did Celebrity SAX because I think she's in the most recent one is she? I do I think know. it's also possible that her and if they did because there was these reports that they were having like these blazing rows or whatever there's a very good chance that maybe her and Gorka just didn't get on you know like there was yeah. like it was a bad pairing that way yeah Imagine you got paired up with someone you hated. And you have to pretend to be sexy and be that close. Mm. That'd be so fucking hard. Look in their eyes and all. No way, man. Speaking of, Strictly Curse. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I had an article earlier. Let me bring it up again. um, Where I went through like some of the... Strictly Curse. 14 couples that have been affected by this. Okay, let me find out. Bear with, bear with, bear with. Okay, now in fairness, I have never, I've like barely heard of any of these people. So 2019, Kevin Fletcher, Kelvin Fletcher. Oh um, yeah, sexy, he's in Emmerdale. Yeah, so Kevin and his dance partner, OT, were pictured out having a drink with their fellow Strictly cast members and celebrities followed that night. They were seen, or following, and the following night were seen at 3am having a solo drink, just the two of them. The following day, his wife was spotted with her wedding ring. Um, however, the da, 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 she said yeah, the, the wife came out. The wife came out and said she took the ring off because she was it was her fake tan day. Um, and like they didn't really comment on it anymore. But the rumors kept going, and they were spotted kissing. Oh fuck. No, hang on. The couple haven't commented on the rumours further, but were spotted kissing just days after Eliza took her wedding ring off. Oh, so they were just rumours. Okay, we're moving on. They were spotted would, kissing. What? No, his, he was kissing his wife, I think. Why is, she, oh. why is he on the list if nothing happened? That's so rude. Sorry, I'm journalism. sorry. Kevin. Hashtag jur- journalism. One of the most famous ones, Sean Walsh. It's, do, you remember, do you remember this? Of course I do. Of course Sean I do. Sean Walsh and Katia Jones, 2018. Salacious. Yeah. This was, I think everyone knows this, even if you're like, if you've never, ever watched a second of this. This really hit the mainstream. I don't know how or why. He uh, was a so, comedian. She was her, she was the pro with him. Can I make it any more obvious? Can I make it any more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so both on. had separate partners. Sean was dating actress Rebecca Humphreys for five years and Katia was married to dancer and strictly choreographer Neil Jones. Um, so, but then these pictures came out, the two of them kissing outside a London pub and the two of them had to come out and make public apologies and they went on social media and they admitted it was like a drunken kiss and I, they knew it looked bad, but they were they both very... They to go on It Takes Two, like the sister show and be like... And like Zoe Ball would be like, well, like what you have to say for yourself? Like fucking the mom and like two bold children. But it was like... God, that went so septic though, I think, 
the other way that it was like now I think they stayed in the show for a while after I don't think they got yeah. immediately booted and out they d- I don't think like, they stayed I don't think they got together like I know Sean Walsh's girlfriend dumped him and the Katia and Neil broke Katia up like Neil, more recently but yeah I think they tried to make it work but fuck it must be so hard I, like I just don't think you'd ever get over something like that like there's no coming back from something like that mm. I don't think um, 2017 Kevin and Karen Clifton former married couple Kevin and Karen are both pro dancers on the show Um, reports flew that the pair were no longer together but that they put on a united display during the live shows when Kevin thanked his wife for dealing with him as he admitted he wasn't the easiest person while training for the programme however soon after the couple confirmed their sad split in a radio interview da 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 Privately, we are not together anymore, but professionally, we are stronger than ever. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, no. They didn't get with anyone else. They just broke up. They were just two pros who broke up. Okay. Louise Redknapp and Jamie Redknapp, 2016. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot. Louise was like, broke up I'm after sexy. she was on the show. I can dance. I'm going to shag everywhere. And Jamie was like, all right. I remember like I was personally so devastated by them studying. Yeah. And now he is some other doll pregnant. Oh, shit. Well, it's a good while after. Like, it's... What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, I suppose, like, they probably wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> Giovanni Pernice and Georgia May Foote. Georgia May, uh, she looks... She's a Kari star. Who is... I need to Google this person You know her face. She's really pretty. No, yeah, I know I know the, the Giovanni. So many bells. So they got Georgia together. So she was going out with a, her Kari co-star, Sean Ward, and broke up with him to get with her dance partner. And now he's with Maura. Oh shit, yeah. It just goes on and Morgan. on. I don't really recognise. Rachel Riley and Pasha Kovalev. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's basically, I think it's one of the more prevalent like reality TV, romance, actual tropes. Like it's the one that's stuck. It's, and it's the same with, I think it applies across a lot of the franchises. Like I think a lot of the same shit happens in Dancing with the Stars. You're one in the States. I don't know if I don't really care about the other franchises. You're one Cheryl Burke, I think, got with one of her former partners or like another pro after meeting on the show. Like it's... Sorry, did you say it, it just, is or it isn't a thing in the States? It is. Okay. Yeah, wasn't there well, like the I've whole thing? Anyway, like, obviously, like I don't really follow. Like I know it's the, their format is fucking everywhere. Like I, as I said, don't really follow the Irish one. Didn't really follow the don't really follow the Oz one. But like, yeah. I'd imagine it's just like it's the it's the reality show that makes the most sense. Like you're so close, spending so much time with each other. It's so Do you think horny, it's a case like, of Gwail talk goggles as well? Like when you're in that much? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I would say there's an element of that. Yeah, well, we don't watch it, but you know who does watch it religiously. Who does watch it, Breed? Our good friend Robin Murphy, who we've called no in. Way. Who we always call in to give reviews, which we read out. But we just decided to skip the middleman and get her on herself to voice her own opinions this time. Oh my God. And is she going to be on the podcast? Right now. <gasps> we, we, you guys are in for a treat. Enjoy. We could not do this on our own. So we've we've drafted in the big guns. We've drafted in an actual television expert uh, for this. We're delighted to be joined by friend of the pod, Robin Murphy, aka Reviews by Robin on Instagram. And she's a great blog that you should also check out as well. But in the meantime, Robin, how are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Really, really delighted to be on the pod. An official friend of the pod, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> You've always been an official oh, friend of the pod, but now, now, you're, now you're here. Now we're drafting in for the expertise. Now I'm here. Would you pull yeah. on you a good bit for, for your opinions on most TVs and movies? A lot of TV and movie stuff, yeah, but I'm excited to actually get on the pod now and talk about all my hours of watching and researching is go, putting me and put to good use and not just kind of sticking in my brain. <laughs> okay, so tell me this. When... When did you start watching Strictly? Are you like right the way back 2004? You're the same age as us, aren't you? Have you been watching all those years? Yeah, similar enough age. Yeah, I've been watching it since the beginning. We, so I live at home with my mom and my nanny and we were very much like an X Factor versus Strictly house when I was growing mm-hmm. up. 
when I was a kid, I was way more into X Factor and I used to hate the fact that Strictly would start earlier and my nanny was obsessed with Strictly. So we would have to watch Strictly first and I wouldn't get to watch X Factor until later on in the night. And it used to really, really annoy me. But I had to watch it with her and I would sit through it with her. And um, I just got to love it then. But me myself got really, really involved in it back in 2015 because I was a huge fan of The Wanted growing up. And Jane oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're, you're speaking to, you're preaching <laughs> to the choir here. Like, <laughs> yes, huge fan of the ones that, so when Jane McGuinness went on it in 2050 and I got into it more religiously then, and then ever since then, every year I watch every episode, I watch all the like, it takes two, all the behind the scenes stuff. I'm like proper fully invested in it. <laughs> they like, what, they release. What, what sorry, hooked you in? Um, I think it was when I was younger it was the costumes that really got me. I loved the costumes and the dancing. I would kind of stick around for the the kind of glitzy stuff. I used to like commenting on it with my mom and my nanny. But then I think when I got a bit older, when I got more aware of the internet and all the pop culture things around it, all the drama, like all of the stuff that, you know, with Strictly, obviously the curse and everything just started fascinating me more when I got into the more social media discourse of it then I got really, really heavily involved where I could like follow all the dancers and see what was kind of going on behind the scenes. I was like, oh, this is actually really good. It's really juicy. <laughs> What's been your like favourite, I suppose, favourite series and then maybe singularly kind of your favourite moment from the franchise? Yeah, my favourite series, I think was a couple of years ago, the 2018 season was really good with like Stacey Dooley and Joe Sugg and um The lineups have been like so been good, good the last few years. Yeah, like I don't remember them being that good when I was younger. Like I you know, there was a couple that I used to recognise when I was a kid, but the last kind of three, four years or so, like the majority of them you've been like, Oh my god, they're actually a really the really recognizable faces and really kind of people that would be very prominent that you would know, you know, the way like kind of every year with Strictly or even like an I'm a celeb, you know, you know, like three or four people and then the rest of them, you're a bit like, who is this? Mm. But the lineups have been really, really good. But that 2018 one was really good because um, you'd, you'd actually from the Pussycat Dolls and Faye from Steps and it was a, they were a really strong year. And even from looking at this year's lineup, I wasn't really thrilled about I knew a few of them the vast majority I didn't know but having watched it on Saturday it's actually a really really strong year for dances like I don't think the first week has been as good like ever they were all really 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 good I feel like the cast announcements because I covered a lot for work and I feel like initially I was like oh yeah no this is interesting like the and like uh, the significance of the Griper's Bake Off guy John Waite that's his name and obviously like first male same-sex partnership that's amazing like Tom from McFly um, your man fucking Robert Webb I was like oh these are big names and the more it went on I was like these are people who are in the BBC and it just it suited them I was like all right I just I feel like if you're British you're like oh my god yeah because they're like you'd have a lot of news readers who like you'd never see in this kind of scenario but I I suppose maybe that's why I struggled to like ever get in and stay in you know that kind of a way it's the same with the Irish one isn't it with the all the RTE heads all the RTE yeah, heads. that's true yeah yeah just like they went around the RTE canteen and just like you yeah so yeah it's it's one of those you know every year there is always the group that you're just like the one or two we're like I have no idea who you are there was a lot of them this year as you said the BBC news readers then they're like sports people because like I wouldn't really follow English rugby mm. or kind of football too much so I didn't know a lot of them as well but I think even it's a bit like I'm a celeb I think if you like Strictly and you like the idea of it in the format the contestants aren't going to matter to you as much mm-hmm. you know in t- even if you know only know one or two in the cast if you're there and you're kind of into it and you're you're going to get heavily involved in the season you're going to like it regardless I think it's different to kind of the rest that you know sometimes you can be a bit put off by the casts of things we're like oh I don't like the look of those people so I'm not going to get involved I think Strictly is one of those that kind of seems to pull people in regardless of whether or not people are like oh I'll watch I like this person who's taking part so I'll watch it for them people kind of get more hooked on Strictly than the kind of other things I think yeah has there ever been a year where like 
people are just shy like and I, I suppose is it hard then as a fan where it's because this is it's so different as a reality show and again I think that's why I struggle to like comprehend the popularity because it's like you actually you have to be kind semi good at it you know what I mean to yeah. progress where like there is like a level of skill Required. <laughs> required and I think the UK one is like kind of less produced than the American one like the American one they'll have they'll get really big names in and they'll sort it out with them that it's like okay if you only want to do like two or three weeks it's grand like just as long as we yeah. can have you in but um, like as a fan I suppose my question is like do you prefer when they're really good or like do you ever is there enjoyment in someone being really shite I just remember that clip from years ago your man the politician John Sargent was that his name oh, dragging your one along the dance floor Yes. Yeah, like, I think for the celebs, it's, they're kind of damned if they do and they're damned if, they're, if they don't. Like, every mm-hmm. year, there's there's a controversy, to use that in inverted commas, that does crop up between, there's always somebody who's had dance training before, be it, you know, like a drama school, or they might have done ballet as a kid, and that all comes out in the run-up, and everyone goes up in arms about how they have an unfair advantage, and it's not fair, and, like, Ashley Roberts was a big one a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I was thinking. Like, the Pussycat Dolls was, you know, a dance troupe before they were a kind of girl band. So she's she's a professional dancer. She was a dance judge, you know, on a kind of that got to dance. So on a dancing program, so there was people up in arms over that. But I think it's nice to have a good mix. The years that I have enjoyed the best have been the ones where you've had two or three who have been brilliant from the get go and then continue to be brilliant throughout. And then you had the couple who were just shite and never improved and you got a couple of weeks entertainment out of them and then they got thrown out and then you've had ones who start off really bad and then as they progress you actually see them getting better and better and you can see them start to improve but the John Sargent was just brilliant because that kind of spoke to the testament of the power that like the fans and the audience have over the show kind of maybe compared to anything else because like with the likes of X Factor or Bake Off like you don't get to choose the contestants and then even when X Factor, it would only when you'd get to the live shows that you'd get to have your say, like they've gone through four or five rounds before that. But with Strictly, like the audience really have the power to keep in or kick out whoever they want to. And like the fact that John Sargent had to, he withdrew himself because he was genuinely afraid that he was actually going to win it. He was in it for that long. And like he kept kicking out much better dancers that he withdrew himself from the whole thing because they, he was like, I'm actually probably going to win this. And this is just a joke too far. So they kind of, the fans have a lot of power and the audience have a lot of power in kind of choosing who they want to stay or not. And that can be can be funny like with John Sargent or it can be quite annoying when you see all these good dancers getting kind of kicked off when as you have one who's just shite and he's not improving and you can see the judges are getting more frustrated with him as well it was the same with it was the same with Chris Ramsey last year because he had like the number one podcast in the country at the time and I think he got to like week the like last like the semi-finals or something yeah Yeah. but I don't think he was very good and he kept saying it himself he kept coming back on the podcast being like can you stop keeping me in like because much better people are going home now and it's getting ridiculous like I only did it for a laugh but like the fans just but yeah he wasn't he He wasn't wasn't a dancer yeah (laughs) no it was yeah it was Bill, Bill Bailey won that year yeah? yeah. No, last year. Was it really yeah, Bill yeah. one last year? Yeah, I think Chris Ramsey was the year before. Was it not Kush um, from EastEnders? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
no, no Bill Bailey won the 2020 one where they were like yeah. was it because I remember I yeah because I was like I saw him and I was like this could get me to watch and then I was like this is the pandemic perfect storm I'm gonna watch this mm-hmm. and then fucking didn't and then I saw he won spoilers sorry if anyone yeah. hasn't fucking watched the 2020 I'm sure you have if you're listening yeah <laughs> um and I, like I was delighted for him but them also like you mentioned all those people like when you talk about the people who had dance training like obviously <clears throat> Caroline Flack won it the year she was on and yeah, she had dance training. She was fucking incredible. But like, amazing. not in a hateful way. They're kind. They're the winners you think of, or like Alicia Dixon, or yeah. and then I suppose you have the other category then, where it's like people you never expect, like Harry George and Bill Bailey. But like, anytime I saw yeah. Bill Bailey, because obviously they were doing loads of TV and promotion afterwards, and like he just seemed like he was having the fucking best time in the best couple, like having the best crack. I'd say it's such an experience, like. Yeah, they seem to, all of the cast seem to get really close very quickly because I suppose it's kind of unlike anything that any of them have ever done before, you know, and it's such an intense kind of training schedule. Like a lot of them, if they have kind of jobs, if they're news readers or if they're, you know, presenters or whatever, they still continue to do that and then train six days a week and, you know, do the show. So it's an intense process and you get really kind of, you get really close really, really quickly. I suppose it's probably one of those things where nobody else understands kind of what that's like until you're kind of thrust into that situation. But Bill Bailey was one of those great contestants who he, like every year you get the kind of joke acts or the ones that kind of go on. They tend to be the kind of comedians or the older contestants who you have like no expectations of. They go on and you look at them and you're like, they're going to be gone in kind of week one or week two strictly tend to do these things with the professionals as well to kind of balance it to keep it a bit fair normally the professionals who have won this season before or who have gone really far the season before tend to get paired with like the shite dancers the following year to kind of balance it up to give other people a chance to go forward so when bill got paired with Oti, who had won the year before everyone was like well she'll be gone in the first kind of week or two kind of grand <laughs> like two weeks work and then she'll be done I don't think anybody expected them to get as far as they did and then to do as well as they did and Bill was one of those great characters where he started off shite and his first two or three dances were just like really really funny but you can see then as the weeks went on he started to get better and he did his kind of his freestyle dance to rapper's delight which is just hilarious like if you haven't seen it I would just look up that routine alone it's just so funny to watch him like do a break dance routine on national television i'll have to i'll get the clip for the instagram um you talked about closeness there so i suppose that brings us to the obvious next question yeah. the strictly curse oh, is it real or is it not <laughs> i i think it is real i mean there's enough evidence to suggest that it's real they, there's like six or seven couples that kind of spring to mind who like either got together after their series on the show or they like left their partners and to get you know to start going out with their dancer and I think it's it's one of those things where you you spend so much time with someone in such a close confines together as I said they're training together six days a week like you've have some of the dances like the rumba which is very romantic and like all the latin dances which are very sexy and they're like all up in each other's business and they're grinding all over each other like it's understandable how there can kind of be feelings there but so that's fine when you've got like a sing- single pro and a single kind of dancer are you single dancer and a single celebrity or even like once you just aren't attached but then you get the likes of Kind of Rachel Riley, who like left her husband of like less than a year to start. Oh my god, she was married when she got with yeah. her man. Yeah, yeah. Like less than a year. They were together for like her and her husband have been together for like ten years. Got married and then ten months later they got divorced because she got with her dancer. Oh, Pasha's a mm-hmm. fucking shag and a half. Though I would as well to be honest. <laughs> oh, sexy man! Like mm-hmm. I read somewhere it was like fourteen couples or something. Well, I think fourteen yeah. couples. Yeah. Oh my God, probably be about right. Yeah, madness. I'm trying to think who else. Who's your your one Gemma and your man? His name oh, also begins Gemma, with a G. Atkinson Gorka. and Gorka. Yeah, they they were one of the ones. They weren't actually paired together. They they didn't dance together. They were with different partners on the same season, and they just got together kind of afterwards. Uh. They have a baby and all now. It's super cute. Yeah, they're very cute. They're such a fucking good looking couple. Yeah. I don't even know them from like Strictly. I just like know (laughs) them from 
being celebrities. Like, I'm just obsessed yeah. with them. But it's like um, um, Giovanni, who's Maura Higgins's. Yeah, and he's with Maura now. They're he, a hot couple. Oh, my God. They're such a good looking couple. But, like, he's been had, he's had rumors with, like, literally every partner he's been with. Like, he was with Laura Whitmore and all. And every oh. year, there's always rumors circulating that, like, he's gotten with his dance partner. <laughs> like, he's a like, little bit of a dark horse like I forgot Laura Whitmore did it um, I have to ask about the judging panel because there's been like a couple of changes and again I kind of know there's been like controversy around some of it but then mm. also don't really understand why or with who specifically yeah so yeah the, the panel has changed a kind of a good bit over the years for the first few years it would have started out as kind of Craig Revel Horward, who's still there, Len Goodman, Bruno Tonioni and Arlene Phillips, who was a dancer and choreographer. And she was there for the first few seasons and then they replaced her with Alicia Dixon. And when they had replaced her, the BBC said that it was because they, that Arlene didn't have a kind of defined role on the panel. Like Bruno was the kind of comedic judge, Craig was the really harsh judge and Len was all very technical and Arlene didn't kind of have a defined role. But where the kind of controversy came was that they replaced her with Alicia Dixon, who was almost like 30 years younger than her. Mm. And you know, she had just kind of won it a season or two before. Um, and she was like that she was considerably younger. So there was this kind of ageism row that cropped up once they replaced her. And then because like Alicia was a singer, you know, she had won the show. So she had that kind of experience. But, you know, she was a singer. She wasn't a trained dancer or a choreographer. So people were kind of really confused as to why you would throw off someone with an extensive da- dance background just to give it to like someone, a celebrity singer who had previously won the show. Yeah. And like Alicia wasn't a great, I don't remember her being like a great judge. She was I one actually of those... completely forgot about that until you said it. And I like, <laughs> yeah. even now I'm like, it's clear that she didn't make, like love Alicia, I don't know if you're listening, but like clearly mm-hmm. didn't make that much of an impact. Even in yeah. terms of like the reality team, do you know what I mean? Like it's totally over everyone's head, I think. Yeah, it was totally over everyone's head. And like she was only there for a couple of seasons and she was she was good for that kind of, you know, oh, I understand what you're going through type thing. But like, that's not really what you need when you're trying to judge someone for giving a performance. It's not, you know, oh, I've been there. I understand, you know, how hard it is. Like we understand it's a difficult process. You don't need her, like her there to tell us that. Mm. So then they... So Alicia stayed on it for a while and then they replaced her with Darcy Bussell, who was an actual, she was a ballerina. So she had the more dance background and then she was there for years. And when they were, um, Len Goodman then retired and he got replaced with Shirley Ballas, who took over as his and Shirley is a professional dancer. And she was kind of mixed reviews when she started. She's kind of been a bit accused of favoritism towards some of the kind of younger male celebrities it's kind of like there's been a bit of the she likes a dick she likes a dick and she can't lie you know and she likes the you know the really young hot guys with their shirts open and she's all about that she will score you very highly if you rip your shirt open in the middle of it <laughs> but then they they replaced um they replaced darcy then a couple of years ago with moxie mabuse who is one of mm-hmm. an older sister of one of the professionals Oti, which had its own kind of controversial you know thing going on where she's judging her sister how much of that might be a bit of you know favoritism or mm-hmm. kind of score her fairly and um, but there haven't to be fair like you know it was tossed around a bit when they started but it's been a couple of seasons now that moxie has been on the show coincidentally the two seasons that her sister has won but I, I don't think you can kind of read too much into that it's just you know the judges scores only go so far you know at the end of the day it is the public vote that wins it mm-hmm. for them. So regardless of where you kind of place on the leaderboard, I know the the kind of placement has something to do with you get a certain amount of judges points, which they add with your like phone votes. But at the end, the judges are just kind of there to give you a better idea of kind of what's good or not good. And sometimes it can be really confusing because I find myself watching a dance and really, really enjoying it. And then it gets scored really harshly. And I'm like, well, I, I thought that was really good. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you're wrong it was great i have been watching Um, this show for years i know what's good (laughs) i know what i'm talking about here i know what i mean um anton de beck what do you think of him because he's replaced but he's he replaced bruno bruno he replaced bruno because bruno for years bruno was a judge on the u.s dancing with the stars as well yeah 
And for years, he has kind of gone back and forth when the show would be on. So they would air at the same time and he would, the American show is on a Monday night in the States and obviously the, the English is on on a Saturday. So he would like fly over to LA on like a Sunday, do the show and then fly back and do Strictly on a Saturday. But because of reasons, I know it's a lot of air travel, a lot of back and forth. You'd be wrecked. And because of COVID, obviously they couldn't do that with the quarantining and everything. And so they got, they didn't have, they only had three judges, three judges last year. Anton filled in for a couple of weeks but they went with the three judges and then this year he just replaced them outright. I think Anton is good. Um, as a judge, I like I've enjoyed his kind of criticism that he does. He kind of fills that vacant seat with Bruno where he's a bit he has all the dance knowledge, so and he's very kind of supportive of the dancers because he was a pro himself and he knows kind of what they're what they're they're doing and what kind of they're like. But then also he has that bit more of a comedic aspect, which I think is nice. And Anton is just so popular with you know the viewers at home and like not to be ages but like the older women tend to kind mm. of love him more and um, so I like I think he's a good addition I think he works well with the kind of he works well with the the other judges and then he works well with the contestants but I think like it's good that he got the judging job because the last couple of years like being a professional dancer it just whatever kind of old woman signed up for the show he just got given her and you know it was just he was always going out week one there's kind of it can't have been fun for him anymore a poison chalice um i have to ask with regards to this year a contentious subject obviously all this vaccine kerfuffle in terms of the professionals apparently like want, not wanting to get it and now yeah. they're getting their lawyers and obviously like again spoilers but this is common knowledge the last two days Tom yes. Lecter has had to pull out temporarily of the show because both him and his dance partner have both tested positive yeah. uh, like it's just me and Breed will be chatting about it uh, are, are chatting about it on the podcast like obviously because she works in TV production I can't even imagine how much yeah. of a fucking just a t- from a pure logistical yeah. perspective, whatever and everything else, I obviously have opinions about that. From a yeah. logistical perspective, I don't know how these fucking people do these shows, trying to do all that in the midst of oh, all this. That... It's demented. I know, and it's so it's so stressful. And when you think they d- they did it very very successfully last year, yeah. Obviously, obviously, this year because the kind of quarantine rules or the kind of isolation rules in England and restrictions have changed a good bit since last year. Last year it was um, Katia Jones, who's one of the professionals, who was partnered with Nicola Adams in the the first same sex pairing. So there was a, a kind of all female pairing last year, and now there's an all male one this year. But Katya got COVID last year and her and Nicola had to withdraw because at the time you would have had to quarantine for two weeks. So there's like a rule in Strictly that you can miss a week through injury or kind of illness or whatever, but you can't miss two in a row. So because she would have to be out for two weeks, they had to withdraw. But Tom and Amy get to stay in the show because they are both vaccinated and they only have to quarantine or kind of isolate for 10 days. So they'll be able to kind of jump back in in, in week three. But like, I'm, it's a kind of surprising that they've had the case so early. Like I think they got through week kind of five or six last year when things were kind of much tougher. And I think it was because they, last year they were more, I'd say a bit more strict about them, mm-hmm. kind of quarantining and bubbling. Like all the professionals bubbled together they were two weeks in isolation and then they recorded all of the professional numbers for the entire series over like a two-week period so they did all that together and then they went into strict isolation bubbles with their partners once they were paired up so the likes of Gorka who we'd mentioned before who's with Gemma Atkinson and they have a child together he had to quarantine away from them for like the entirety of the season so they couldn't mix with their families or even the celebrities couldn't mix with their families. They would have to, like, if they were living at home, they'd have to move into kind of separate apartments in London. So they were, seemed to, it seems to be, you now I don't know the ins and outs of the kind of backstage stuff, but it seems to have been a lot stricter last year mm-hmm. than it is with this year. I know this year they're still kind of bubbling together, but like the the celebrities have been able to continue with their kind of day jobs and continue to kind of live in their own houses and stuff like that, which is how, like, I mean, Tom was doing a tour, you know, a McFly tour all across the country. And though, like, him and Amy were bubbled together and Amy went with them, you know, they were still, he was still working and still doing concerts. And then he obviously got a breakthrough COVID case. So 
it's all very kind of strange and I'm sure it's a logistical nightmare you know for BBC but all the stuff with the kind of professionals who have refused to be vaccinated it's just kind of wild particularly because apparently the celebrities weren't told so they weren't kind of given an option to be like if a celeb had a particular you know strong feelings towards not being paired with someone who didn't want to be vaccinated that they didn't get a chance to kind of voice that which I think is where a lot of the annoyance is coming from oh it's it's so it's so messy oh my god I I I do not envy anyone on that production team because that's just another level of stress like I know Horrific. I'd be interested to hear like what you think the future of the show is because it just like not to be hateful it's a format that hasn't changed a, a huge amount as yeah. we said like there's been change of personnel and whatever but like I mean if it ain't broke don't fix it you know what I mean it still works for such a large majority of people like how like how long do you reckon and like still delivers so much on ratings like I think I saw yeah. somewhere that it's up on last year already so like mm-hmm. Where does it go from here? Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. I think it's it's one of those, as I say, you know, the the format hasn't really changed at all. And then the couple of times where they have tried to change kind of aspects of it, there's been a bit of pushback. You know, they try and introduce new dances and sometimes people don't like that or they introduce new pros and sometimes people don't like that. But I think it is still hugely popular. I think it's just one of those, it's a bit of a marmite of a show or a bit of a kind of marmite of a kind of format you either love it or you hate it I think it's one of those if you enjoy it you're going to enjoy it kind of no matter what and you will continue to stick with it and you'll continue to kind of come back to it um, and if it's something that it's it's not your thing it's kind of not your thing and, and then you you will get viewers who will end up being like me who only you know it had been kind of on in the background for my like entire childhood but I only really got into it myself when I had a celebrity you know, who was on it, who I really enjoyed kind of personally, like aside from the show and I wanted to support him. So I got really kind of heavily involved with it then. But like, I can't see it going anywhere, you know, quickly. I know, you know, X Factor was so strong for so years and then it just got so repetitive and there was too much changes and there was too many kind of swapping in and out. I think Strictly has kind of managed to maintain that audience that it's always have and then also kind of pick up more along the way like you know I started watching it because my nanny got into it I know there's a lot of other people who would be watching it because their parents like it or their grandparents like it and they kind of pick it up in and out to me it's just kind of one of those shows that it's really light-hearted kind of entertainment it can be really funny sometimes it can be really moving all the kind of glitz and glamour I mean who doesn't love a good sparkly dress like I'm a I'm a bit of a magpie. Just give me any sort of kind of sparkle on a dress, and I'm like, oh, I love it. So I like we sit there, and we, my mom and I and my nanny, and we sit all together on a Saturday, and we critique all the dances, like literally with our professional hats on. We've been watching this, for, you know, sixteen, seventeen years. We know what we're talking about, and you kind of sit there and you judge them all yourself, and you talk about the dresses and you kind of talk about it during the week and, you know, particularly good dances will stand out. And, you know, we, we still have dances that we talk about now. Like, obviously I've said Jay McGuinness was the one that I really got into. His jive from kind of 2015 is still like talked about in my house. And, you know, you have lots of different moments that keep coming back. Like when Abby Clancy was on it, I think it's one of those that it's just going to, there doesn't seem to be any stop in it. And it's just going to kind of endure. And so long as it can keep going, with the kind of audience it has and then possibly pick up more along the way. Like I don't see anything replacing it. You know, I don't see us getting to a point on a where a kind of autumn, winter, Saturday schedule where you won't see it, you know, because I, I don't know what you could replace it with anything that would kind of bring that much kind of joy and, you know, kind of happiness out of people. For sure. I would agree with you there. It's kind of yeah. hard, even though again, I don't know if I'll ever watch. Maybe I will. Yeah. But I get, I guess why I get, I do get why people watch, and I guess yeah. it's like a ritualistic thing, and as you said, it's very like wholesome, and you kind yeah. of know what you're expecting. Yeah, so it's of, kind of hard to think of a show that would kind of fill yeah. that void in the same way. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, I've, there's a lot of comfort in that familiarity where you know exactly, and even over the years, you know, every on the third week every year is movie week, you know kind of week 70 you have Halloween week you know you're going to have musicals week you know these are all things that people kind of look forward to and I think with the kind of as I said this comfort of familiarity you know what you're going to get it's not going to kind of stray that 
too much all the you get new batch of celebrities and new par- partnerships and like the occasional new judge but you know what you're going to get going into it and people you know they like what they see and they kind of just stick around with it then for years to come Robin Murphy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, as I said, Thank please you. check out Robin's blog and her Instagram. It's at Reviews by Robin. Before I let you go, though, I need you to call yeah. it now. Who's going to win this series? Get your expert hat on. Get my expert hat on. Well, you see, I have a couple of I have a couple of thoughts, a couple of views. My mom and I have gone very heavily for Adam Peaty uh, to begin with. We had we kind of backed him before the the series started, and he had a good week on Saturday. He was kind of more of an outsider before it started, but he did have a good week. And um, he's a sportsman because he's a swimmer, and the sports people tend to be good. But I also think um the actress Rose Ailing Ellis, who is partnered with Giovanni, she's the first deaf contestant on the show, and I think she's going to be one of those that you know. People do love a journey kind of on the show. You know, obviously you get ones who are really, really good. You get ones who are terrible. But those who can kind of go on the journey and who can start off really bad and finish really strong kind of get a lot of support. And I think the adversity that she'll face, obviously being deaf, her and Giovanni have to come up with new ways to kind of learn and teach and so how she can memorize the routines and get it kind of on time and on beat with the music. I think there'll be a really, um, there's a really interesting challenge there. And it's something that the public can kind of get behind and to, you know, kind of watch her grow and kind of develop as the weeks go on. So I think she, I think she's the favorite at the minute. So she could be one to keep an eye on, but I think that Adam might just take it from her in the end because, you know, British people love their national treasures and their Olympic heroes. And there'll be a lot of people behind him. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. Robin, thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons. Much appreciated. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute joy. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> That was Rob Murphy, a friend of the pod, coming in to save us so that we didn't spend an hour talking out of our holes. Talking about how um, much we don't like this show or don't watch this show. <laughs> no. Again, I will say it's not it's, yeah. I, it's not that I don't like it. I we just, just don't, don't watch it. Yeah, exactly. I, I get it. Like, I just enjoy your dancing. Yeah. Keep one, Jane. Enjoy your little dance. Um... Anyway, Strictly obviously continues on the BBC. Actually, before, what do you think of this fucking vaccine? Like, so apparently now, right? I touched on, we touched on it on the chat with Robin, but like there's, this is kind of updating as we go. So like, this could be fucking, this again could be old, but like Mail on Sunday had a report um, about the fact that like, like they're, so BBC haven't named anyone, right? I think a couple of the papers were on to them being like, right, who the fuck isn't getting the vaccine? Like, which one is it? And the BBC was like, blah, blah, we're not commenting on this. But now apparently a couple of them are getting, uh, now they're, oh yeah, they're getting lawyers now to try and hide their identities to make sure that it doesn't come out. Jesus. Um, I can't believe yeah. they're being allowed to work on this without vaccines. I know you as can't make people Times, get vaccines. The, sorry, but... As reported by the Times, the Strictly Stars are seeking legal assistance and keeping their identities private after it emerged that the Mail on Sunday was reportedly attempting to name two of the alleged vaccine refusers yesterday. The, co- the publication reportedly backed off after it was served with legal warnings. And the Stars have engaged the services of London law firm Payne Hicks Beach, that's a fake name, in order to keep their private medical information from being made public. And um, BBC sources told the Times that the dancers have enlisted the lawyers at their own expense. Um, the broadcasters confirmed the vaccinations are not mandatory for cast and crew in the series. <sighs> I, you work in TV, like yeah, I know there's a rule where we're not allowed to ask people if they're vaccinated or not. Well, I don't know if personally, which I, so I do think, I do think it's fair. Is I do get, I get, I get that to a degree. I think, I like as an employer, I, as an employer, like it's not me personally, but as an employer, I don't think a production company is allowed to ask people who they're employing if they're vaccinated or not because that's discrimination it's like asking I don't know I know but it's just like the nature of the show it's like it's a nightmare for like personally it's a nightmare for like catering like for me right now trying to get like catering and stuff and not knowing who's vaccinated and who's not and what you can where you can go to eat food and stuff like it's kind of a, a little bit tricky but I know like the COVID the cost of the COVID protocol and PPE and stuff in budgets is absolutely astronomical. And like getting people tested, getting your cast and stuff tested every like twice a week or whatever is just such a massive time thing as well. Um, So like, and that's only on like small, the smaller shows I've 
been on or worked on. So I can't imagine on a show of this scale, like what kind of protocols going on behind the scenes. But that's why I'm just like, I think this really highlights the thing of like, I mean, I know people don't want to get it for like themselves or whatever, but that's not the, that's not the point. You're doing it for other people. Like the two that like Tom Fletcher and your one, Amy Jowden are both after getting sick. Apparently your one is vaccinated. We cannot confirm that. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Windy, fucking light and pressing. Um, but like, it's just like Tom's, I'm like, I'm not crying. Like they're millionaires. I was about to be like, they're livelihood. Like they're fine for like They're rich. Um, but like it is, like it's unfair on the people who are just like normal staff on that show who might have to be like, because they're not the names we'll hear who get sick, you know? And like, yeah. in fair, the two of them have said, as far as I'm aware, neither of them have symptoms. Like, I don't think they're sick, which is great, amazing. Um, but like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, sure, like surely it's a case of you don't want to get it grand. You pull out of the show. There's probably a little bit of chat around the fact that you maybe pulled out of the show. I think it's way worse now because you obviously you have these papers being like, who the fuck didn't get vaccinated? And you're going to look 100 times worse because people are now after getting sick. Like, yeah. And the show's been delayed a week, you know? And it's just probably like, it's just putting a whole like crew and stuff at risk. It's just tricky. I don't know. You can't make people get vaccinated. You can't like not hire them because they're not vaccinated. But like, you have to keep I mean, as I do many think, people safe as safe as possible. So I just I do know. think I do think they could have made the vaccines mandatory, like and if it was like you didn't want to get one, I mean grant. Well you can't like, like they, you can't do that. A lot of places have though, like who? Where? Or like if you're like going you to can't a restaurant force or like, someone into getting a vaccine. If you're going to a restaurant or a price event, no, you can't. But that's why it's like if you want to be in it, like you have to have like or if we're yeah. to watch any shows or whatever, you know, like it's the same idea. Yeah. It's not about forcing it, but it's like, if you don't want to get one, Grant, that's your choice. But like, why would you take part in a show that's, we're in such close contact with people and so many people are employed by it. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so tricky. Probably, that's more my perspective on it, but they, like, this isn't the end of it. Like, it's, I hope nobody else gets sick, but like, I just think like, even if, <laughs> to, to, purely from like, a logical PR thing, I'm like, how are the how are the pros not? Because whatever your view on it is, like you're going to be seen as fucking enemy number one because, do you know, like you delete. Oh, I don't know. It's a minefield. It's a minefield. Mm. Um, but anyway, it just it just goes to show the show is never short of drama, like ever. Yeah. Um. Any many bandwagons? I sure do. The first one came in as a suggestion from our friend Neve on Instagram. But also my sister stopped me over the weekend and was like, have you heard of Squid Game? Because she said it's all over TikTok and she didn't know what it was and I didn't know what it was. But it's this new show that's come to Netflix. Have you started it? Engaged no, it I, I'm going to start with I'm going to start it this week, though. So Neve says it's more creepy than scary, like no jump scares, but just plain old murder. It's very like Black Mirror, but more character attachment. And then she yeah, goes, so I just I just described the Hunger Games. It's um it's this Korean drama basically, and it's topped like the charts for it's the first Korean drama to top the Netflix streaming chart. Like it's been number one since it's got released last week. Essentially, it is like all these adults um volunteer for this battle royale style game, but all and like the end prize is like thirty million dollars or something. It's like a huge cash prize, um, and all the games in it are like kind of based off childhood games from Asia and globally. So like that's what kind of makes it a bit sinister. Okay. It sounds very, it sounds like very my vibe. I'm going to see if Kane will watch something with me, but I'm in such a succession hall that I, I just don't know if I can get out, but I'm going to try and watch it maybe this week on my own if he doesn't watch it with me. It's on Netflix if anyone wants to stream that Squid Game. Yep. Um, next one is um, Christmas is a coming I was in where was I the other day at Dunn's okay <laughs> and like all the Christmas stuff was out like selection boxes fucking you're adding you're contributing to that though by putting Christmas as a mini bandwagon at the end of fucking September it's not even do you not feel very Christmassy lately let a, bit, let a bitch be spooky not really I'm not I'm not like massive I'm not one of these people who gets fucking mad about the Christmas shops or whatever like whatever who the fuck cares but I'm not feeling Christmassy yet 
It's yeah. cold, like I'm feeling that nip in the air, like you know, it's yeah. getting she's won't getting be colder. Long, won't, won't be long singing around. I'm feeling my Christian girl autumn oat. I'm gonna yeah. go back brunette. I've all my Halloween costumes planned. Are you actually going back brunette? Yeah. Stunning. Against uh, what everyone else has told me, I'm just gonna fucking do it. Fuck it. And the, are you getting the bangs? Yeah, I, th- I think they might make a brief return. Yeah. Yeah, I like the bangs. And um, anyway, the last one was platform converse. Okay. They're everywhere. Mine arrived today. That's why it reminded me. But I, everywhere I go, maybe it's just because I really wanted them. Everywhere I go, I've seen people wearing them. Mm. And they're very fucking cool. There you go. There you go. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Platform Converse. And thank you so much for joining us this week. We are on Patreon if you want to join us over there for bonus episodes every single week. Yep. Um, and some other nice bits and bobs. Um, we love to have you over there. Um, questionnaire coming up soon. I think I actually said this on the Patreon episode as well. That is due out. It's coming. Um, we're just looking to get your feedback on what's working for you, what's not, what you want more of, what you want less of. Um, so it's a great time to be a patron, basically, because you're getting super tailored content. It's whatever you want. And um, we're Bandwagon's oh, podcast ever on social media. Buy tickets to our live shows on bandwagonspodcast.com. Um, yeah please do on sale and November 4th is still on sale in Dublin please buy called? tickets to our show or it's going to be a lean lean Christmas <laughs> yeah yeah don't uh, Breed wants to buy the selection boxes and done stores yeah I'd like the to shitty selection boxes she wants a nice selection box I need to feed my family this Christmas guys um, what else what else do I need to tell you if you're listening on Apple Podcasts please leave us a review if you're listening on Spotify make sure you follow us to keep up to date on all the latest episodes I'm Fanula. I'm Breed. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.